Welcome to the Locking Castle podcast. This Sunday morning's teaching was given as part of the Disciple Making series. So we come to the end of our Disciple Maker series and uh, I've, I've really enjoyed it. I, I've really kind of um, really found that uh, going through this has really reignited my own discipleship and really kind of I, I feel that we're in a good place. Um, and I don't know if you kind of, uh, kind of think that as well, but, but I'm excited about what the future is going to uh, hold for us as a church. So is it? Is it there now? Here we know. There we are. Great. So, what have we learned so far? So we've we've had six weeks of this, six whole weeks of uh, looking, and you've been doing a video series, confident faith, all those. Like, so uh, it'd be great to have your feedback for those. But so Emily Cumberbatch, she uh, kind of started us off, what is a disciple? Now, a disciple is a follower, a learner, an apprentice for Jesus. Now, have everyone, anyone here learned everything there is about God? No? Oh, you disappoint me. No, 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 a little bit like that. No, the thing is, God is so vast, so big, yeah, we're not really going to get, we only scratch the surface of who he is. It's like a drop in the ocean compared, you know, our knowledge of him. And so, we, yeah, we are forever learners. We've got to keep on learning. We've got to keep on following. We, gotta, uh, we are these apprentices that we will get there one day. We will see him face to face. We will be perfected. We will get it but not just yet. So, uh, Kathy, the next following week, the Great Commission, we are called to make disciples that make disciples that make disciples. Uh, on the third week, we had Simon talking about empowering us to be a disciple and to make disciples. We can only do it through the power of the Holy Spirit. There, yeah, we cannot muster it ourselves. We need to walk and be led by the Holy Spirit. So we are empowered to be a disciple and to make disciples. And then uh, Kathy and I uh, talked about some practical tools. Now, who can remember the practical tools? Which we, uh, you yeah, know, so there will be a test at the end of the day to see whether you are actually listening to this kind of thing. But the idea is, uh, the first one is windows. So that means being transparent. You're living lives which are transparent, which people can view your Christian faith in action. Okay? So you're giving windows into your lives. The other one is framing, like a picture frame. Now, uh, a very simple one uh, to kind of th think about is when you see an ambulance. Uh, when I see an ambulance, I pray. I pray for wherever it's going and the person it's going to, uh, to pick up or, or take into the hospital or anything like that. So I just pray. So I'm giving an insight to framing how my faith works. 
So it's, a, it's quite a, a straightforward kind of tool. Now, this isn't a formula to use. These are tools in your toolkit to bring out and to actually employ as you are sharing and living out your life. Next one is in, um, uh, kind of disentangling, okay? Sometimes our viewpoints or other people's viewpoints about God are not correct. And we view God through our filters. And sometimes our filters are a little bit off whack, yeah? Sometimes, yeah, we go, those ones who wear glasses, we go to the opticians, don't we? To get our eyes tested because especially as you get older, your eyesight gets worse, well, I find it now I'm on very focals now. So I'm, I'm definitely kind of, you know, from going to the opticians as a bet with my mates and I had to wear glasses. Great. Thank you for that. Uh, it's just got, gradually got worse. And so I need new prescriptions. And sometimes we need a view, uh, a new kind of uh, way of looking at the Lord because he's taking you in a different uh, taking you in a different journey or a part of the journey which you haven't been there. And sometimes we need to untangle that. We un- need to untangle stuff in our lives. The next one uh, is talk and listen or chat and catch. Now, talking, um, you, you talk to God, yeah? You pray, yeah, yeah, we pray. Okay, so... so Prayer isn't just a kind of passive one-way kind of system. He does actually answer us and and talk to us back. And so sometimes he drops something in our minds. Uh, He can give us a picture about something and things like that. A word may come. He sometimes could actually audibly speak to you. Now, that's a rare occurrence. It's not often I get that, but he can do. Also, he can drop something in your heart. So a kind of word, something, or, or it's a little bit more gut-based. It's kind of something it is something which really kind of makes you kind of go, oh, I feel that, yeah? I feel that in my, my stomach. Sometimes it's through our skin, tingling. Sometimes it's the word, oh, the word that does speak to you, obviously, yeah? The word of God speaks to you, Yeah. So, but sometimes it's a tingle. Sometimes, have you ever experienced when you're sharing something with someone, you're talking to, about faith, and you have that sense of, uh, it, it's almost like an affirmation through your skin. You have a, a, a shiver or a, a kind of tingling sensation that you know you actually are speaking what the Lord wants us to speak. Sometimes we get it in our stomachs. Yeah, it's, so he's, he moves through us through our physical being. We are not just a spirit ethereal kind of thing. It, we are, he work, works through us physically as well. And so the, and the last one, one of my favorites, is surfing the waves. Now, uh, have you ever surfed anyone? Yeah? I, I've, sur- I, I've tried surfing. I kept on wipe, wiping out. One time, I, this, the, actually, I thought that my, my life was going to end when this huge wave took, uh, took me off the board I lost my, uh, you know, because under the water going, because the uh, surfboard's attached to your leg, and I thought, this is the end. Okay? I, I have actually experienced a, think, a feeling like that was the end of my life. Uh, I, I got up, and I didn't surf again after that, really. Yeah, that, was the, that was the last of that. But I like surfing people's questions. 
I love being asked questions. I love discussing about the Lord, um, yeah, whether they're a Christian or not. It's great fun. Uh, and you know, it's surfing that way for as long as it takes. Because it might be a few seconds, and then that's the end of the sur- or it might be. But I'm looking out for those waves as well. So there's five tools which we can engage with people along the way. These five tools. And then the last week, we had some testimonies of what it is, how, to, how people have become a disciple and how they have discipled others. So those, those five tools there, which are being really... So my job this morning is to reprise what it is to be a disciple. And I think through this process of these six weeks, something has really kind of struck me, that we are to be lifelong disciples, lifelong followers of Jesus who live out whole life discipleship. Okay? I'll say that again. We are to be lifelong disciples lifelong followers of Jesus who live out whole life discipleship. That is our up, in, out. Our relationship, love the Lord with all our heart, love each other, and love others. That is whole life discipleship. In every shape or form, wherever we are, we are living out our faith. So how on earth does that connect with these verses we've read from Hebrews 12? Well, first of all, it says, therefore. And if you know the word therefore means, it says, what happened before? Go back. So the chapter before this chapter, which we've read out, is the, whole, it's the kind of the heroes of faith. Is a whole list of all the people who have lived out their faith in the Lord. And they are our witnesses. Now, it's not that we are surrounded by lots of people gulping at us and going, oh, surrounded by a cloud of witnesses. That's not what it's meaning. It's meaning that it's their testimony, even though they had failed and messed up, they still have a testimony. They are witnesses of God's goodness, his faithfulness. And so since we are surrounded by this great cloud of witnesses who have testified that God is good despite what we have gone through and what they go through, they are cheering us on to say, come on guys, you can do it. Because we did it, even though we're messed up, we still believe in God. So we got this testimony around us. We got this witness around us that these um, people have gone before us and we are following on after. And I love this. So they, they have testified. They are, it's trustworthy to follow the Lord. And now it calls us to run with you know, the, the race set before us, to throw off every hindrance, Every hindrance, all right? Now, hindrance is an interesting word because it can be burden, weight, encumbrance. If, if you ever played a computer game, anyone played a game? 
Now, if you have too many um, items on you, sometimes you're encumbered. You can only uh, move very slowly. Yeah, we don't want to be encumbered by things. Also, it's whatever is prominent, okay? Have you ever met someone with a big nose? Right? Or a spot on their forehead? Yeah? Is that the only thing you can see? It's prominent, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the big, really big kind of uh, red spot with a nice yellow center. It's lovely. Yeah. Wah. You just want to squeeze it. Yeah, but no, no. But the thing is, that's all you can see. That's all you can see. It's prominent. So the thing is, is move, removing those things which are prominent, which is a mass and incumbents. You know, it, it kind of trips us up. It's the only thing we see. Let us throw aside all that hinders and that, that sin that so easily prevents us from running. Have you ever seen um, in a, a foot race where um, somewhere they're running so closely together and they all kind of get untangled with their feet and they all start falling over? It's a, that is the competitor can do that. And especially when, when you kind of look at, um, say, uh, when you're in rugby as well. If, if the, the person's really running really quickly and you try, you miss the tackle, but you can tap the ankle, tap the ankle and they go flat on their face because, you know, it's just a way of getting them. You've missed the tackle, tap the ankle, that's it, they go over. And that's really what sin does to us. It taps our ankle, it wrestles us, it gets in the way, it trips us up, it entangles us. And we want to disentangle ourselves like shoelaces being tied together. We don't want that. We don't want to thwart our race. So it's running with perseverance. It's a characteristic of a person who is not swerved by, um, uh, swerved away from their deliberate purpose, loyalty, and faith. To run with perseverance, the race set before us, placed before us, appointed for us to run. Now, if you've ever run a race, you've got the lines, haven't you, to run in your lane. It's marked out before us. It can be a conflict, it can be a contention, it can be a fight. It's like entering the games into a stadium, an arena, and ready to run, ready to compete. The Lord is encouraging each one of us in our discipleship to not let anything get in the way of the, of the, the race which is set before us. Fixing our eyes on the pioneer, the starter, the author who is actually writing your story as it unfolds. He is the author. He's the captain of our team. He is the prince of the, uh, and the banner which we fight under. Just, yeah, just kind of get all those things into your head. That's 
It's awesome. He is a pioneer. He starts this. He is writing this. He is wanting us to follow him because we are his followers. He is the captain and he is also the perfecter, the completer, the finisher. It's like an opera. The opera doesn't end until the fat lady sings. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, but that's the truth. Or the author stands up onto the sage and they are giving them applause. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. He is writing a book about you. He's writing a book about Mark. He is writing a book about Catherine. He is writing a book about Lorraine. All to go on his shelf. Of all, because you are joining the great, great cloud of witnesses that testify that he is good. Why? Why should we do this? Well, the Lord shows us for why. The joy that was set before him. Calm delight, exceeding joy, full of joy, he endured the cross. How can you endure, you know, have joy to actually face the ultimate suffering? The ultimate being cut off from his own father. The joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and then is seated at the right hand of God. You are his joy. Every single one of you are his joy. Look around you. These are people that give joy to the Lord. Yeah? All of us in our wonderful ways of doing stuff, our little quirks, our little idiosyncrasies, you bring joy and the Lord done it because of the joy that was set before him because he knew he was going to save such as we. Isn't that awesome? He was rewarded with a throne. The government shall be upon his shoulders and he shall be called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. What a name. So what is a disciple? One is who is on a journey, who is a follower, who has a start and a finish. We're on a race. We're competing together in this. We're, on, we're doing it on purpose We are to run in freedom, unhindered. Who is a follower of our team captain, our prince, our king, who is writing a story, your story, and who will complete it?
I'm, I thank the Lord it's not based on my effort. Because if it was based on my effort, I would have given up a long time ago and the Lord would have given up on me. It's through him. What is a disciple? It's one who endures through hardship, doesn't give up, but is just like their captain who keeps on running till the finish line. Arms raised in victory. Andy, you know what it is to run a race, don't you? Yeah, you've run a few of them. Yeah? What's it feel like when you get past the finish line? Great. I think it's a little bit more than that, eh? <laughs> but it is great. Yeah, to feel that accomplishment that you have run that race. So as we come round communion, as we realize what the Lord has done for us, let us run with perseverance. Yeah? It's let not anything hinder our progress, but run with patience, endurance, the race that is set before us, knowing that he has done it and he is doing it through us. Let's make disciples, yeah, be disciples that make disciples because we are living this out. Amen. Thank you for listening. To find out more about Locking Castle Church, please visit our website at lockingcastlechurch.org.